0: Welcome to Speaking of Math Podcast, episode number 66 by Door to Math. This podcast is devoted to all things math education and how parents can be a positive factor in their kids' math learning. Math is the gateway to many professional careers as well as confidence and personal growth. Find more information at www.doortoMath with the number 2.com. Or on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Tucson Math Talk. Let's get on with the topic of the day: Common Core. If a parent, if I as a parent, don't want to learn Common Core myself to help my child with child, my child at home, what's another path to take?
1: Yeah. So this is a Common Core Part Three. The other two parts were talked about Common Core, and if you do decide to take common core on yourself, what to do, that's part two. So part three for the parents, uh, which is nine out of 10 in my office says, I want nothing to do with it after I took the eighth grade common core test. So what do I do? So here's the thing I tell the parents, you gotta be the quarterback, coach and psychologist all rolled in one because in the end, you are the math guardian for your child, first line of defense, right? So. Math is a marathon from K to 12, it's 12 years. So think of yourself, if I don't want to teach and I don't want to play the fields on the fields, um, common core, and teach the common core. So then think of yourself, wear a different hat. Quarterback, coach, and psychologist all-in-one.
0: All right, uh, I have a quote here about a quarterback. The heartbeat of a football team is the quarterback position. You must have consistency at that position to be a championship team. So how does that translate to math?
1: So basically, you want to be the one build a team around for your child, right? So you got to be the one to say, okay, I don't want to teach, but then here's someone who loves math and, now second part is really important, passionate about teaching because it's not the math material our child will be responding to at the beginning. It's always someone else's passion. If someone else can transfer that passion onto your child, much like a football coach or a baseball coach or a gymnastic coach, whichever one has that passion, transfer onto your kid and then your kid is in really in a good spot, right? And also have someone, other activities, anything else you can think of that your kid is naturally interested in and good at because that's where the kid is going to learn how to build confidence. Math itself, it's kind of tough and thorny at the beginning if your kid is... Uh, not really wanting to do it, you got to find another way to transfer that confidence elsewhere.
0: All right. So for the person that you find um, to help with Common Core or the people that you find, they don't necessarily have to know the Common Core themselves. That's not the top requirement.
1: Not quite a requirement per se, but I do think, you know, it's, I think of it that in nature, the three things is what makes it most the. Uh, stable right the three-legged store is stable so you want to build at least like a three-person team sort of speaking right you want someone who really knows math and someone who loves teaching so the kid knows what it feels like to love to learn something and someone who can guide your child to build confidence either through sports or music, or arts, anything else that outside of academics so the child knows what it feels like to have confidence in something he or she loves.
0: Okay. Yeah, our daughter started taking violin lessons with at three years old, and she stayed with the same violin teacher until she was 18, and I think that gave her a lot of confidence when it came to math.
1: I do too. I think, you know, that's some sort of, in one area, that feeling transferred into another subject, and I think... A lot of parents say, hey, you know, math is the thing. No, I say, no, find something your child feel naturally confident and have someone guide that confidence to grow. And then it's really easy to transfer than trying to grow uh, from the area or topic they child not naturally liking it.
0: OK, I have some confidence that I can find a person to develop their other uh, talents so can transfer their confidence to math. I don't have as much confidence to find a math person for them.
1: Yeah, so a common mistake of what I see parents do is that equivalenting someone who's good at math to someone good at teaching math. They're not the same thing. Someone good at teaching math loves the teaching and know the math. It's the word and I really want to stress because at the end of the day, someone good at math but can't teach is going to rob your child of that joy of learning. And that, to me, is more detrimental than just uh, not know- knowing math to begin with. Because I really believe the child's curiosity and love for learning, at the beginning anyway, it's a finite amount. If you grind it down to dust before it takes roots, then you your child really lost that um you put your child back. Sometimes I, I've seen kids can't recover from that.
0: Okay, so what I'm hearing above all, above knowing the math, above the qualifications, so someone who really, really loves teaching.
1: Love teaching is must. It's the first a requirement I would look for. Uh, whatever this teacher is good at, that's second consideration. Because if you have love for teaching, you can always uh, switch the focus to something else you could not naturally fall in love with. And often the case is the math, right?
0: All right. I have i I'm starting to have some ideas where I can go find this person. So maybe a relative that's uh really good at teaching maybe, or a retired teacher, or even someone in the in the yellow pages or online who does math tutoring. Um uh, are those the right places to start?
1: Mm, no, actually, I always ask the parents to go the other way around. So stay away from the academics uh, at the beginning. If if you have a younger child, uh, the first priority is always to get a feeling what it feels like to learn something that you naturally want to learn from someone who has that passion. You want to match those two first, kind of like build up the immune system before math starts slamming on the kids' confidence and curiosity.
0: So, that sounds more like the school I pick and the teachers at school that,
1: that have... Or even think beyond that, fishing, someone who loves fishing and your child naturally likes to fish, or your child likes to try golf, someone who loves the golfing, right? So, something that's outside of academics that you can build the immune system really strong, and then you take your child to something that may not be as fun at the beginning, for example, learning math.
0: Okay. So someone outside academics, someone loves fishing, uh, sports, whatever, I get that part. I'm still a little bit stuck on where do I, where do I go for the second step or how do I change ju- the criteria for a second step?
1: I would think that actually if most of volunteers are a good place to start, the reason people volunteer on something is because they love that subject enough to spend their free time. If you think about it, there's 24 hours in a day, 86,400 or something in seconds. That's not a lot of time, right? But so someone who's willing to spend that little free time and still wanting to teach math, that you've got a good start there. Okay,
0: now that gives me some ideas. I can think of several places for that. One is the local public library. Yes. Most of them have volunteer math tutors there. Another one is the Boys and Girls Club or several other after-school clubs that have volunteers there. Yeah. And the third one is the school itself. They have uh, after-school volunteers that uh, help kids with math too.
1: That's a good place also. Yes.
0: All right. So we got that covered. Uh, On
1: that note, let me just say one thing. sometimes teacher supplement their income outside so that's what i've seen most of my social girlfriends go there i would actually say start from the library first again you're looking for someone who's loving the subject enough to spend their free time again free time right you you and i we all know how precious those free time we have if someone loves it so much they're willing to spend their free time on that that give you a good clue
0: all right, that sounds paradoxical to me at first, uh, that someone go to someone does it for free, then someone then does it for pay. But it kind of makes sense when you put it in the context of someone that really loves teaching rather than knows the subject well itself. Right. All right. Uh, so that makes sense to me. So if I, as a parent, decide I don't want to work with my child on Common Core Math for whatever reason, and there are many good reasons, I need to be a quarterback for my child and find the resources outside. And the first thing I need to do is connect my child with someone that has a passion about something, not necessarily math, that they can transfer that passion. And then once the child builds up self-confidence, then move on to math. And the key point for there is someone that loves teaching rather than necessarily knows the subject himself. And most likely that's a volunteer.
1: I would think so. So prioritize love teaching part before the subject.
0: All right. And on that note, until next time,
1: happy parenting.